Welcome to the Heroic Hour podcast, the show where we help established owners get mission ready for life. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, and this is episode 205. And on this episode, we're going to talk about how to slip, dip, and dodge the fatal one-two punch that every business owner must learn to overcome. And we're talking about big time errors when calculating work capacity and the effort required to get things done. So the crux of the problem is, is the number one problem we see in, in my consulting practice is this nasty root issue, this nasty keystone habit of overestimating the capacity for the work and underestimating the effort required to get projects across the finish line. So what do I mean when I'm talking about work capacity and, and uh, uh, the, the other issues here? So work capacity, I mean all the time, energy, and attention and resources you can commit to a given project, right? What do we think that we can do in a given day? That's work capacity. The, the effort required, we're talking about the resources actually required to complete a project with a consistent and desired quality. We, it's predictable, right? Sustainable. That's what we mean when we're screwing up. So these errors create two gaps, two gaps. And these two gaps create this kind of exponential error rate. There's a gap between what you think you can do and what you can realistically and actually do. And, that, and that's a gap of work capacity, right? What you think you can do is different than what our ego tells us we can do. And we usually overestimate what we think we can do. And I'm not talking about a little. I'm not talking about 20%. I'm talking like 15x, right? This is why when you make a list, a task list, you never mow through it. If you've ever struggled with that and you never get through it in a given day, you assign yourself way too many tasks. That's what happens. Really bad. That's gap number one. Gap number two is there's also a gap between what you view as the scope of a project and what is actually required to get it done. And again, your ego might be making uh, molehills out of mountains to inflate your confidence and momentum and, and ambition um, and get yourself psyched up to deliver on the job because, of course, you're excited about the projects, the customers, or the money, of course, always comes back to money, and, that, and that's important. So what happens when you combine these two is, is basically the plans become off by miles, um, which means... Your schedule is useless because it screws up all of the projects and everything on your calendar. Um, someone at the end of the chain is always unhappy with the results. Somebody suffers. The work product inevitably suffers. The quality of the work inevitably suffers. In fact, you might focus on compensating uh, uh, on one project that was already poorly estimated and poorly bid or a product line if you're in products. Right? And you're compensating in one product, but neglecting the rest of the line or the, the rest of your catalog of products. And your brand and your reputation suffers. Right, And things escalate and snowball very, very quickly because customers and clients complain. Good team members leave. People lose faith in your leadership. You start getting bad reviews. And ultimately, this can drive you out of business. And this happens in every single industry in some form or another. So this is worth paying attention to, and it's time to stop hiding from it. So how do we get there in the first place? How do we play these mental tricks where we allow ourselves to make such bad estimates and crooked math? It's simple because we're also on top of that. To get there, what we're getting at is there's three lies. Well, there's more than three lies, but we're going to talk about three lies that you're buying into that are marketed to you from society and mostly 
the business world, the market. We're buying into three lies that people want you to believe so they can sell you junk. That's the reality. Here, here they are. Here are the three we're going to talk about. Number one is the belief in unlimited capacity. This is critical because this idea gets promoted on the lifestyle side of things. It gets promoted on the business side of things and everywhere in between. The, the belief in unlimited capacity basically is this idea that you can do it all, have it all, be it all, all at once, anytime you want to. Well, if that's true, then you can always buy more things. There's always more room in your life for more crap. And that's what people try to sell you on, right? And this really pisses me off because people seem to confuse abundant living with the balance and entitlement to everything all at once, right? The, the idea that you can be a brain surgeon, astronaut, run a nonprofit all while being a great parent. People believe this. In fact, if you're listening to this right now, maybe you struggle and believe all of these things are true. But this is a total lie and fantasy you're using to cope with the other lies you're telling yourself. And you don't want to believe in this false sense of abundance. Else you're doomed to be disappointed with the actual results. The reality is you do have limited capacity on this planet as a human being. Trade-offs are real. We all make them. They are the spice of life. Trade-offs are why decisions we make are so important. People who dismiss trade-offs or claim that they can have it all, do it all, all at once, probably have a lot of credit card debt, neglected loved ones, and a garage full of things they barely touch, trying to have it all. All right? Spoiler alert, the have-it-all version of abundance is just a ploy to convince you to buy more crap by convincing you that you can fit more crap into your life. And when that doesn't work, they sell you on things of how to balance out your overwhelmed, overworked, burned out, always connected, always on lifestyle. Right? That's a huge, huge issue. And they're selling you the problem and solution simultaneously. And it's all based on the same lie. And you want to overcome that? Just remember, trade-offs exist. You have a limited capacity and limited resources and time. Cherish it. Cherish this time and prioritize it appropriately so you can enjoy it more. All right, a second big lie we tell ourselves that allows us to screw up all these estimates and do this monkey math is that easy buttons exist. Right? As business owners, I can't tell you how many clients I run into when, when they've been chasing easy button after easy button. Right? But seriously, have, stop and think for just a moment. When is the last time a solution marketed as the easy button that you looked at actually worked in your business? The answer is never. The answer is never. It's never been easy, first of all, right? and it probably hasn't worked. Guess what? Welcome to the information age. It's like the gold rush. People are selling you scams left and right a majority of the time. That's what nobody wants you to know, that a majority of it is crap and doesn't work. If you want to grow as time, and if you want to grow and thrive as time marches on, you'll need to learn how to be discerning and sophisticated. There's no other way around it. If you're delegating all the important strategic thinking to the market, the market is not going to do thinking in your favor. They're not going to be strategic in your favor. And at that, if you're delegating that way, um, delegating all that strategic work in your business to allow the market to help you solve all of your problems, you're basically just a prosumer, a professional consumer, not even really a business owner, just a shopper with a business rationale and an excuse to swipe a credit card. So in the heroic work that we do, we never promise easy buttons unless it's like at a tactical level and there's some, some small patch, but those usually aren't the issues we get into. We're all about the deep dives, the big work, and the DTFW, doing the formidable work to build the world-class empire that you wanted in the first place. Now, it's not cheap, 
It's not small, and it's not for everybody. But we don't claim to be about any of that. We want to work with the winners and the established owners who want to dominate their market and win. We don't speak small, and we don't aim for mediocre results, which is yet another different problem that owners need to address, but different topic for a different day. Let's get on to the third lie that many people are buying into that allow them to do this monkey math in the first place. Here, here it is. There's the one thing. There is one thing that holds you back, and when you address it, all your problems will disappear. Wouldn't that be nice? This is yet another lie most owners accept right off the bat. They buy into it. Even though they probably know it's a lie, they buy into it still. Why? Because it allows them to mentally oversimplify the problem. It allows you to get your head around the problem, get your hands around it, make it small. And it creates this mystical fantasy scenario where you are but one problem away from making all your dreams come true. It's often utter BS. I can tell you when we dig down, get under the hood, you may be one problem away from having an amazing insight or, or finally realizing what the root issue causing a crapshoot of other problems is in your business. You can unlock that but you'll still have to address all of those other issues, starting with the root and then moving forward. That is the formidable hard work, and that's what we're all about, getting you, the owner, mission-ready to DTFW. Do the formidable work. All right, so these three lies, right? The belief in unlimited capacity in the first place, the idea that you don't have to make any trade-offs, right? And secondly, the belief that easy buttons exist, and then finally, that there's only one problem that you need holding you back from greatness. Right? These three things really feed our egos and perceptions of how to calculate and estimate um, our work capacity and, and the effort required to get things done. And all of these ideas exist simply to get you to buy more crap that doesn't address the root issues, but just simply serves the symptoms. But how do you know if you're struggling with this core estimation issue that we're talking about? How do, I, how do you know if you're, you're struggling? What are the symptoms? Here's seven symptoms that, that you, you as a business owner might be experiencing inside your organization right now to know if you're struggling with this. Number one, if every project, every project inside your organization, every growth initiative, everything that you touch, every, every product launch, every, every service launch, whatever you want to call it, every project feels like a sprint, you have a problem. Either you don't know what a sprint is or the time crunches you think that just happen cause you to reactively sprint all the time. There is no time crunch fairy, right? You're not estimating the, the scope of your work or your capacity to deliver correctly. That's what's going on. That's usually the crux of it. You're not estimating the scope of work or your capacity to deliver correctly. I know that sounds harsh, but it's, it's true and it's correctable. In fact, it's fairly simple to correct. Not easy, but it is simple. Now, number two, another symptom you might experience is frequent burnout and overwhelm with yourself and your team. Now, don't buy the hype. Don't buy the hype of all the hustle porn that's out there. Guess what? If you attack a problem or a wall with just brute force, if you attack a wall with 10x massive effort, that's fine as long as the wall is made out of styrofoam. But what happens when it's made out of brick? You know what happens? You're going to get hurt. You're going to get bloody. And unrefined, unqualified, massive action is just unsustainable, and it leads to burnout and overwork. And the mo-blow-and-go gurus out there who promote this strategy 
all that attention, all those cameras that, that follow them, everything, man, they've already picked up the tent and left town long after taking your money, selling you the program, long before you figure out the fun way of, of just how fruitful that strategy is. And by fun way, I, of course, mean finding out the hard way. And it sucks because everybody wants to grow. We're all here to grow. We're all here to get mission ready. And we're looking for realistic solutions. And But we're so easily baited away from doing the formidable work. And that's the problem. So another symptom, if you're struggling with this, is, you know, you're, you're number three, you're constantly shopping for easy button solutions, right? Nothing better than like doing DTFW, doing the formidable work, doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun, but man, shopping is so much fun. Shopping for systems, solutions, vendors, going to workshops and conferences and retreats and, and that cycle over and over and over again and all the other flavors of funnels and hustle porn that you've never fully correctly implemented and keep cycling through. Man, it's addicting. And that's exactly it. But congratulations, you are a consumer, not a strategic business owner. There is no quick fix. There is no Kool-Aid out there. There's just hard work that needs to be properly assessed, measured, and executed. Do the formidable work. All right? There, but there's we've got four more symptoms to cover. Number four, you're constantly generating tons of ideas with no anchors in reality that you pass on as projects with no earthly idea or time frame or and or no required resources attached to them. These are fantasies on top of fantasies assigned to real teams along with anchored in unrealistic expectations and you're completely setting up your teams for failure if you're doing this. And what happens brings us to number five. You'll know this symptom right away. You'll notice that the team is flooded with projects that are based on these unrealistic expectations. And another symptom of this is if along the way you've noticed some really good people leave right? Good people don't stick around for bad management. When they do, they cut back their effort to, ma to match the quality of the leadership and management that they're, they're given. Good people become mediocre when they're mismanaged. That's what happens. And you can get mad about it. You can tune out and blame others. You can blame me um, and you, you can blame everyone else. Or you can tune in, take ownership and make the choice to improve. And that starts right here, right now. And there's a few more symptoms to cover. Now, Number six, if, if you notice this happening, and this one cheeses me off because I, I hear this one quite a bit. If you're constantly scapegoating planning or meetings as the problem or the waste of time, when I hear employees and managers and, and owners or leaders or executives claim that meetings and planning sessions are the problem, this is like nails on a chalkboard to me. Why? Because this is like the same bad excuse that a kid would, would give you for getting bad grades by blaming it on his pencil. It's not my fault I got bad grades. It's the stupid pencil. Pencils don't cause bad grades. Meetings and plans in and of themselves don't cause poor execution. Poorly executed meetings and poorly executed plans and planning sessions does lead to poor execution. And poor leaders do this all the time. So the reality is stop using these excuses and it's time to step up your game and dig in. And the seventh symptom um, that, that we'll cover today is, is, of course, another classic. If you're blaming everybody except for the person most accountable, right? I already just said, you know, uh, pencils don't cause bad grades. You know, if you're really suffering systemic poor re results inside your organization, the buck stops with you, my friend. 
And that there's a difference between blame and accountability. And what I mean by blame, when I'm talking about blame, what I mean is what we often do in, inside is after the explosion, we start looking at people to assign responsibility to after the fact. Now, if they weren't assigned responsibility and accountability before that, um, there's a problem. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about blame. And, you know, the reality is that good leadership and management is, is, is about ensuring that for each project that you have a plan that spells out what each person should do, is going to do, who's accountable for what, when, who, all of it. Cover, cover the five W's, right? And this isn't just for the sake of crime and punishment or accountability in the traditional sense. It's about the long-term health of your organization because having clear systems like this and clear project management and leadership and management in this, this way, it's about problem solving and optimizing the efforts inside of your business. If your instructions and projects are poorly defined and vague, the problem is with you first and foremost. Your team is, they're not a group of mind readers so far as I know. I've never met a team of mind readers, but if you have one, I'd love to meet you. And the amount of time I see wasted on this false blame game is insane. And it cripples the business, chases out the good, hardworking people, and screws the owner over. So I, there's really no long-term benefit for it. And even the short, short-term benefits are shortly lived, right? You may, Just owning up to it, you'd be healthier. You'd breathe easier. You'd sleep easier that night. Now, in my consulting practice, we work on growth engines with our clients. And it's, this is a collaborative effort that, you know, nobody can dodge. We set everything up to know who's holding up the project and we keep it clear. And then we look for ways to course correct and move on or not if it's a big issue. But all of these, these seven symptoms are all expressions of a common root problem that owners routinely avoid facing. And nobody's talking about it because addressing it requires facing the formidable work. And it's this habit that we do as owners, we're all guilty of it at times, uh, and, and our egos get in the way or, or we screw something up or other false belief systems get in the way and cause us to overwork, the, overestimate that, that work capacity for the foundation of work, right? And then simultaneously underestimate the effort required to get over that mountain and to the other side. So what happens if you take an organization that's struggling with all of these things and fast forward five years? I'll tell you what happens. 90% of the time, the business goes under, right? Many businesses will be out of business or for sale at a huge loss. Somebody's out to buy your book of business for nothing, right? That's right. Here's a little known statistic that the Mo Blow and Go gurus won't tell you. 96% of businesses go under before their 10th birthday. And like 120% of them are trying the 10X method to do it. They don't overcome these issues amongst others and it kills them. Don't let this be you. And of the 10% that survive, right, in those first five years, business struggling with this issue, the 10% that survive are still limping along and they're way behind the competitors because the quality of their operations, their refinement, their leadership, their planning, everything suffers. It causes an exponential performance drag on the organization. That's what makes this one-two punch of self-sabotage fatal. And, and most, if not all, business owners will face this. Things snowball quickly, just like the stress and pressure. And if you don't get to the root of the issue, you, you'll keep playing whack-a-mole with the symptoms. And that's a problem. It all piles up and your schedule continues to pile up and it's impacted by all the bad math and rotten estimates here. 
and it's it's not a se- sexy it's not a sexy problem uh, um, when we're talking about bad math and rotten estimates. But it's it is simple. It is straightforward, and it's not easy to address. But it is simple to refine your estimates and smooth out these operations. But where's the fun in that? You don't get to go shopping. You don't get to go to fifty conferences. You don't you know fly down to Florida, go see Grant Cardone, and get high on the hype and hopium. Where's the fun in that? But what's the opposite of, of these problems, issues, and symptoms? You know what it is? It's growth. And if you're ready to do the formidable work, DTFW, to avoid learning these lessons the hard, hard way and to course correct these issues if you're struggling with them now, there are huge perks to be had. Your schedule won't be swamped because you're no longer in the reactionary mode. There's not constant sprints. And when you sprint, it's a strategic choice. Another thing that happens is you know how to scope your work and budget resources appropriately, including what we call a white space factor on every project. Your products, become, your products and services become consistent for a change. Your work product become consistent inside the organization and outside the organization, which allows you to systemize things. That's the other thing that people don't realize is this this. All of these symptoms, these poor estimates, this bad math and mismanagement, it gets in the way of you creating systems. It gets, you, it gets in the way of you becoming a true business owner. That's why you constantly have to ta- tactically interfere and intervene because things are so wonky and mismanaged and, and usually due to this type of estimating habit. Now, the, in the opposite land of growth with this, like you also get to elevate your reputation and brand in the process. Why? Because the quality of your work product improves because you have a consistent output you can optimize it then you know what's going on and as a result of that improvement you can increase your opportunities your meetings and plans and projects actually get done and take you towards your targets and you decrease your stress you increase your job satisfaction and retention of those good team members i was talking about losing and you stop operating in all these lies and start operating with running with the truth And that's huge. Being able to run with the truth, to lead a true organization, that's what's going to allow you to sleep at night for a change. So if this journey sounds like something you'd like to do, head on over to our website at getheroic.com, check out our 90-day growth engine blueprint, and apply for a free business assessment to see if, you know, what we have is a match for your business. And that's all I got for this episode. We'll catch you next time.